I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is Beyond the Mouse. I am Vanessa, your host for today, and this is a special edition. Why is it so special? Well, I'll tell you. We are going to be taking a look way, way, way back at my August vacation. Yeah, okay. I know this is pretty late, but you know, it's wintertime. And what better way to appreciate the snow than looking back at the sweaty hot goodness that is Orlando humidity? Hmm? Okay. Well, let's get started. We're going to be going over the highlights of my trip, tips that I have for you, things I liked, and I'm really excited to share that with you. Let's get started. So, first of all, I flew on Frontier Airlines. This is a budget airline. It's not a bad airline. I've I've had some good experiences, but I do have people ask me about, you know, they've they've heard about delays or, you know, if the flight's any good. I like it. It, it seems like they're trying to be like Southwest and that they're trying to be the funniest airline. It's like the last comic standing of airlines. So, for example, on the flight, they they tell lots of jokes, but the one I remember the most is as we were landing, uh, the guy, the guy came on and said, uh, <laughs> "Ooh, like butter," because the the landing was so smooth. And then he uh, reminded us, you know, to be careful when opening our overhead compartments. Uh, you know, things moved around because, as they say, shift happens. Shift happens. Come on, that's hilarious. I love a good silly joke like that, especially when I'm flying. It helps me forget that I am thousands of feet above the air and could drop to my death. You know, humor helps. Uh, so, uh, when we finally did land in Orlando, um, we actually ended up staying at the All-Star Sports Resort, which brings me to my first tip. When you're staying at an All-Star sports or all-star music or all-star movie resort, look for where the smallest pool is when you're looking at the map and selecting your room location. So what I mean by this is beforehand, Disney is very nice. They um, give you an option to let you know about, um, to let to let them know about some of your preferences. If you're not staying in a preferred room, which is closer, it's it's the more convenient rooms, and you're staying in a standard room, those are usually to the back of the resort, closer to the parking lots. However, you can get a hotel room near the second small pool, which is, which is really nice if you're wanting a little bit more of a quiet, relaxed pool experience. Generally speaking, the larger pool tends to be very crowded, a uh, bit noisy during the day. For that reason, I usually like heading over to the smaller room, and that's what I did when I stayed at, uh, sorry, uh, I usually like staying near the smaller pool, and that is what I did when I stayed at All-Star Sports. I went to the baseball section, looked this up ahead of time, made sure to put in my request online through the Disney app to let them know, hey, you know, I'd, I'd rather be by the small pool. They let me have that accommodation, and it was a, a nice, relaxing experience for my my one day of just hanging out at the resort. 
Also, before you head out to any park, I don't know why people don't do this. Fill up your filtered water bottles, which I'm sure you have, because you should be bringing that, and uh, fill it up with ice. Yeah, don't even fill it up with water. Just go to the ice ice machine on your, um, um, you know, near your hotel room. Fill it up. I guarantee, if it's summertime when you're going, by the time you get to the park, that bottle is going to be mostly melted, if not all the way melted. So that's my little tip for staying cool in the glorious, hot August summer month in Orlando, Florida. To make the most out of your trip, I do recommend going early. That is Brett's suggestion. He is the Jedi master of Disney planning, and he got me onto this. And yes, if you go early, you can get so much more done. You can get ahead of the crowds. But if you're a really, really, really early, go before extra magic hours. I know that sounds insane. That's so crazy. It is. But um, the reason being is that I made the mistake of thinking, oh, extra magic hours that, you know, no one's going to be there. No, there'll be lots of people there. Actually, you're going to make a lot of friends if you go there early. Go before extra magic hours actually starts. And that way you can, you know, get to your spot, be one of the first ones in line for the rides. They're not necessarily going to let you start riding the rides, but they might. I don't know. Maybe they're feeling extra magical that day. Maybe they will. Who knows? So get there early. And when you do get there early and there is a line because, you know, a lot of people go. I like to get in line behind the people in scooters. For some reason, people go their way around the the scooters. They don't want to stand behind them. That is one person. That is one person. Yes, their um, assistive device takes up maybe the space of a couple people. But that just means the lines can go by even faster. So, little pro tip for you. But let's actually talk about my Animal Kingdom experience. I had to talk about the tip of getting there early because that's actually what I did for my Animal Kingdom experience. I got there early, and it's funny because, you know, you go on vacation and you don't realize you're going to be learning about yourself. And I learned that there are two kinds of people in this world. There are the warrior-type people who, when they open the gates at Disney, they take off running running to Pandora. And then there are the other people who at the Animal Kingdom, when they open the gate, they see that line of people running toward Pandora and think, I'm going to go to Dinosaur. It's not the best choice. I know it's not the best choice, but that day, it must have been the humidity. I I just couldn't see myself. First of all, I'll never see myself running. B, I couldn't see myself joining the mob that was the Pandora crowd. So I'm actually in the mediocre life is okay group. Meh. I'll somewhat try, but I'm not really going to try too hard. Group of people that went to dinosaur. Now, I do have a pro tip about going to dinosaur, um, which is um, uh, go to Disneyland's Indiana Jones instead. (laughs) And the reason for this is people will say, oh, dinosaur, Indiana Jones, it's the same track. It's the same ride. It's basically the same. They are not the same. Who's th- come here. Whoever said that, come here right now and let me smack some sense into you. They are not the same. They're not the same at all. No, Indiana Jones and Disneyland is just so 
awesome. It's so great. And I rode Dinosaur thinking, this is going to be amazing. It's going to remind me of our wonderful trip with Brett and Erica. And um, no, no, it didn't. No, it made me, it made me wish I was there, but it did not give me those feelings. It was also really funny because, you know, the, the park hadn't exactly opened up yet at Animal Kingdom. And so they were kind of holding us so that we wouldn't rush our way to Dinosaur. And, and, and by us, I mean like the 10 people who decided to not go to Pandora. These are my people. These are my people that if we got lost on an island, we would probably just, you know, hang out and just wish for the best. Anyway, but they, they told us that, uh, you know, there, there are two rides here. Dinosaur Triceratops Spin. There will be no rushing to Triceratops Spin. That is correct. Not because that was the rule, but because nobody is ever going to rush to Triceratops Spin. I, I, don't, I don't know what people they were preaching to, but we, we were not the group. It's, it's base. I mean, what is Triceratops spin? It's basically prehistoric Dumbo. Okay. No, nobody wants to ride that. I mean, ride it, but that's not going to be your first ride. What? Anyway, so that was the dinosaur experience. After riding dinosaur though, I, I did tell Brett I was there. He was checking in on me. He must have known that I was going to make a bad choice, uh, because he started staging a virtual intervention and insisted that I go to Pandora before the park got busy. Unfortunately, by the time I got there, yeah, Flight of Passage was like a two-hour-long wait. I get motion sickness. I'm not going to wait two hours to get sick. So I rode the Navi River Journey, which is a great ride. It's very meditative. The giant avatar woman at the end, though, she puts my body into a state of fight or flight. And... um that that response kicks in hard. She's she's ginormous. It's, it's it's a little scary if you're sitting in the seat closest to her. She 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 big gal and she's very lifelike. I think that's what freaks me out the most is the technology on these rides nowadays. They're they're so realistic that you really feel like you are in Pandora, and she looks like she's gonna eat me. She looked like she was going to eat me. Other than that, I love that ride. It's very relaxing, very tranquil. The lights are so pretty. That would be a good ride to have a cocktail on and some Judy meds and just relax. Another great part of the morning was my ride on the Kilimanjaro Safari. I do have my pro tip, which is to ride the safari early. I had never done this before, and Boy, was it a different experience than what I've had before. The animals are out enjoying the coolish. It is Orlando, but the coolish morning air. They they have breakfast. Um, they're they're frisky. I I saw two elephants interlocking their trunks like they were drinking champagne at a wedding. It was so cool. I I've never seen the animals act that way. I've heard this about the nighttime safari as well. That as the day starts to cool down. They can get a little more active and, and fun, but that, I think that's a good tip. I think I'm going to continue to do that on future trips to ride the safari ride early or later in the day. I also always like to check out the gorillas on the nature trail. They, 
have a human-like presence. It's strange because it feels like with the glass that you're, you know, peering into their their gorilla living room. It, it feels a bit invasive, but they always do something that is amazing. They This time around, one of the gorillas, he just, he started spinning. He was Julie Andrews. He was on the mountaintop. He was having a great day. The hills were alive. That gorilla was having a great time. It was adorable. I've never seen a gorilla spin like that. And I bet you that the people rushing to Pandora probably missed it. So that's why uh, you definitely don't neglect seeing the animals at the Animal Kingdom. I know there's lots of cool things going on, lots of neat rides, but the animals are what make that place so special. However, what's not special about Animal Kingdom is the Expedition Everest ride. And I wrote it because Brett and Craig said I should. And yes, I know what you're thinking. I don't know why they don't like me. I don't don't know. I don't know why they told me I should ride that. That's not a ride for Vanessa. It's not. It goes backwards. It's fast and it goes backwards in the dark. There are not enough Judy meds in the world that could have prepared me for that. Luckily, though, I had a very nice British woman ride with me. She was very encouraging. She said something like, uh, don't worry, you're going to be fine. You get used to it. So despite being slightly traumatized by this ride and definitely feeling sick afterwards, I have to give a big thank you to Cockney Mary Poppins, wherever you are. Thank you so much. Oh, and just a note, it's very easy to miss the single rider line. It's kind of, if you're looking at the entrance to Expedition Everest, it's kind of to the back and to the right. There is a sign, but it's fairly small. And if you're short like me and you can't see over people really well, it's easy to miss, which is what I did. And yes, I waited unusually long amount of time for being a single writer, but you know, lessons. I do this so that you don't have to. If you're not into rides though, like me, there are several great shows that you can catch at Animal Kingdom. On this trip, uh, I went to Up, A Great Bird Adventure. It's tough to be a bug, which is more of an attraction, but I, I put it as a show. And Finding Nemo, the musical. Let's talk about Up, The Bird Show. I loved this show. There were birds flying over my arms. There were birds flying under my arms. There were birds over my head. There were birds flying all around. One bird sang old McDonald. I'm not going to replicate it, but it was really cute. So I would highly recommend this show unless you don't like birds. If you don't like birds... It will be a Hitchcock moment for you because they swoop down unexpectedly and they will catch you off guard and they will terrify you, but only if you don't like birds. So, mm-hmm. that's a pro tip. I'm looking out for everybody here. Also, Russell and Dog are in the show. They're really cute. It's, it's, a, it's a cute, fun show. I'm glad I saw it. I would recommend Finding Nemo as well. I mean, I cry. I cry. I cry every time. I cry at everything, but that one gets me especially. Uh, Moving on to the rest of my trip on day two, did make it out to Hollywood Studios. Again, very, very, very early. 
Vanessa was not ready to speak with people, and people kept trying to speak with her. She made the best out of it, but it was not easy. It was it was very crowded. They held us right in front of the Chinese theater in a big group for about an hour. And then they told us that unlike other rope drops where you're basically allowed to just run to your attraction, the attraction of your dreams, they were going to walk us to Toy Story Land. Now, I heard the word walk and I felt relieved because I got little corgi legs and I do not run well, um, ever. So that was a big relief to me. But what happened was actually more terrifying. It was the worst of humanity. Uh, people were trying to run in our little mob. And so, so I, I was in the second row and very quickly, got positioned back to like the 15th row. Keep in mind, no one's running ahead of the cast members holding the rope in front of us, but they are making sure that within our group that they are in the first row. And and I, I mentioned I am not a warrior person when it comes to this stuff. I will bow down. So I, I moved back. Um, parents were sending their kids forward through this group. And, and that is a dangerous game. You may, they may live there now. You may never see your kids again. And people were literally fighting this woman in a stroller or a woman pushing a stroller. She was yelling at this, this family that had pushed their way in front of her and telling them how rude they were. And, you know, um, I mean, yeah, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And then poor people like me, I got funneled into Slinky Dog Dash. I didn't want to ride Slinky Dog Dash, but I was going to fight those angry stroller moms to get out. I just got funneled right into the line. Anyway, I did ride it, and it, it is a, it's a nice ride, but it's fast, and it's... um. It's 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 not meant for for everyone, but it is a fun ride. I'll give them that. Then the the rest of the day was kind of ominous as well because I I went to ride Toy Toy Story Mania. I'd never ridden Toy Story Mania before. This was my first experience, and I was in the queue and uh, watching Mr. Potato Head as he threw his ear on the ground. Now I I don't think he's supposed to do that. Um, and I'm looking around like oh. Oh, oh! Is are is this malfunctioning? Our help! There's an ear on the ground. Mister Potato Head has lost his ear. Nobody cared, so I I continued on. Then I got stuck on the ride. I got stuck on the ride for a while. I know every lyric to "You've Got a Friend in Me Now." Yep, you know why? Because I had to hear it over and over and over again. And luckily, I brought a sandwich. So I had lunch on Toy Story Mania. No no snack credits used for that. Just ate on the ride. And here's the thing. Here's the other thing. I noticed that um, the people who got stuck, their, um, their shooters kind of malfunctioned, so they didn't get to keep track of their scores. So the, the ride people um, in charge were letting these... Uh, guests right again. And I was like, people, you just got stuck on there for like 15 minutes. Why, 
Why do you want to risk it? But they did. They got back on. I didn't. I peaced out. It was a fun ride, but I was done. I was really done. And then it was a good thing because shortly after it started to rain. And this is another pro tip. I feel strongly about this. Bring your own ponchos and a change of socks, but bring your own ponchos because uh, I've heard people say, well, we'll just buy them when we get there or we'll buy them if it rains. Here's what happens. Everybody runs into the stores to, to take shelter. I tried to go in to switch out my fuel rod and I could barely get into the store. It was so packed. There's no way you could make it to the counter to buy ponchos. Not to mention they probably sell out pretty quickly, I would think, or at least it would just be difficult to get them when it's raining um, or hard to find them. So if you bring your own ponchos, you get to go enjoy the rest of the day. You get to get in line for rides when everyone else is huddled in the gift shops. So bring your own ponchos. And then if, it, if you are spending uh, the whole day in the park, I would bring a change of socks because your shoes probably will get soaked because those downpours are pretty heavy. It's uh, it's like instead of being in the backside of water, it's like being the inside of water, all up in it. Lots of water, moisture everywhere, including in the socks. So bring a change of socks. Took a little break that day and headed over to Epcot for a little spaceship Earth action. I love that ride. The only thing, though, is that ride cost me a lot of money because while I was on there, I could smell Rome burning. And it's such a nostalgic kind of fall smell, like like a bonfire smell. And I was just... I was on my phone. I started ordering all these candles that smell like various Disney theme park uh, rides, like uh, Splash Mountain and Spaceship Earth and and Soarin'. And, and I ended up spending way too much money on scents. Scents, smells, smells. Who knew that smells could be so expensive? Uh, but Spaceship Earth is the reason I did that. That's a great ride. I also really enjoyed Vianopoly. I went there as a single diner. They were a little confused by that. She said, just you? And I was like, yes, it's a reservation for one. And she's like, oh, just yourself. And then give me a little finger snap, like, in support. So that was nice. Yeah, the pizza's really good. I hear this is the best pizza on property. I would have to agree. It's a very good pizza. Is it the most amazing pizza I've ever had? I don't know. I've had a lot of pizza. I love pizza. I spend way too much time eating pizza. Maybe I need to rethink how much pizza I'm eating. (laughs) That's silly. After Epcot decided that that was a really long day. Two parks on one day is, is a lot for, for VFERG. So, uh, the next day I took a rest day and I, I think that's important to mention that if you're, if you're traveling alone, it's, it's nice to remind yourself that you don't have to get caught up in the stress, um, of it all. People will be running around, um, you know, just you're there to relax. Take a breath. Realize you don't have to keep the same pace. You're by yourself. You can set your pace. Or even if you're traveling with a family, you know, take a, take a rest day. It, it, every day doesn't have to be a go, 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 go day. And even when you're at the park, just enjoy it. Enjoy what you can. Really, I had a great time at both uh, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. But I was very much ready for that rest day because it prepared me for my Magic Kingdom Day. Woof, we've got a lot to talk about on this day. Let me tell you. Okay, first of all, fast passes. We need to have a discussion right now. 
I rode around 15 rides that day, and I never really waited in a line. (gasps) I know. I know. I'm going to tell you how I did it, too, so that you can do it on your trip. So, first of all, it's a good idea to go early. Um, If you go early, you're probably going to be able to get on a lot of different rides, not really having to wait in long lines. But... We're going to take it even one step further. So this is how this fast pass system works. What you're going to do is use your Disney app and you're going to watch to see how long the wait times are for the rides you want to ride on. You're basically going to be booking one fast pass at a time. For example... I got on Jungle Cruise. While I was in the line for Jungle Cruise, which was not a long line, it was 10 minutes max, I checked Pirates of the Caribbean to see how long the wait was, and I noticed it was going up to 15 minutes, and I am not waiting 15 minutes when I know I have fast passes that I can use. So while I was in the Jungle Cruise queue, I booked a fast pass for that time, the time that it was currently for Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, the reason I did this for the current time is because I have a whole hour to use that fast pass. So I ride the Jungle Cruise. By the time I get off, it's my fast pass time. I don't have to wait for my fast pass. I've already booked it. I go to Pirates. Once I've used that fast pass, I can immediately book another fast pass. I can actually book the second fast pass for the current time. So when you're booking fast passes in advance, they like you to space out your fast passes. They won't let you book one at 1 o'clock, then 105, then 110, then 115. They don't allow that. But if you use your fast pass, you can immediately book a second fast pass for the current time. This is what I did for the whole day. I went to, so I went to Pirates. I'm in the queue. I've already used my fast pass. I book a second fast pass. I ride Pirates. Then I go and use my next fast pass while I'm in queue for that line. I book a, a third fast pass and so on and so on and so on. I did this about 15 times. There is a little bit of a trick to it in that at some point in the day, fast passes will start to run out. And there will be no more fast passes to book. I want to say this was probably pretty late in the afternoon, maybe mid to late afternoon is when you really start to notice that the fast passes are becoming less and less. There are less rides available. But I was still able to ride 15 rides. Many of those I had rode, you know, a couple times. So, you know, Yes, if you really want to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and you absolutely cannot miss it, sure, go ahead and book your fast passes in advance. But if you're open to whatever is available and you just don't really want to wait in lines, try using this system. I, I don't think a lot of people do this. And just just to note, I did ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, I was uh, in the queue for something, and it suddenly popped up as available. So I I grabbed it, and I got to ride that ride. Then there were other roller coasters, too, that I could have chosen. I I just didn't because that's not my thing. But give it a try. Give it a try. It's it's a great way to make the most out of your time. I know it's kind of iffy because, you know, you spend all year waiting for this vacation and there's things you really want to do. But if you can plan just a let's see what happens day, try this. Try this. I think you'll really like it. One of the rides, though, that I rode that I'm not sure is aging well is Carousel of Progress. 
I don't know that I understand all the jokes anymore. <laughs> there was one particular part where uh, the daughter is getting ready and, and the father's like, come say hello to our friends. And she's like, but father, I'm not decent. And he's like, it's okay. They're our friends. And I was like, ah, <laughs> that's not cool. Um, you know, it's, it's of another time. It's a really neat ride. I hadn't ridden it in forever, and I'll and I won't know how it ends because the ride broke down. This was the trip of rides breaking down. Apparently, nah, it really wasn't that bad. But it it was actually really funny because it was just the sound stopped, and we everyone in the group had a really good sense of humor about it. I think you have to have a good sense of humor in a ride carousel of progress, and uh, they they were making jokes like. Uh, just hit control alt delete and they haven't invented the microphone yet and it was it's fun and I got a free fast pass out of it now one little tip about this free fast pass this is what they give usually give you when a ride breaks down or there's a rain delay or, or something of that nature you can't use this fast pass for everything they have the option of excluding certain rides. So I tried to use my fast pass for Peter Pan. Um, I couldn't do it. And I couldn't use it for Mine Train either. So just keep that in mind. If you're getting a free fast pass, they'll tell you, oh yeah, you can use it anywhere. No, you can't use it anywhere. You can use it most anywhere. That's, that's the key difference. That little word most gets you every time. Some of the favorite things I ate that day, oh, the frozen mint julep at Casey's Corner. Please have that year round. It was a just a temporary item. Oh, it was so good. It reminded me of the mint juleps in Disneyland, except this one was frozen. It was so good. Also, always the cattail at the Cheshire Cafe. It's like a braided chocolate chip croissant. Oh, I can't even talk about it. I'm going to want to eat. Speaking of eating, though, here's another tip for you. In the summertime in Orlando, it's probably going to rain. It's probably going to rain every day, probably about mid-afternoon. Sometimes it's closer to noon, but I found that regularly it was around 2-ish when it really started to downpour, and that is when I took my restaurant lunch. So that day at Magic Kingdom, I went to Tony's Trattoria. I gotta tell you, when it's raining like that, it is so nice to get in out of the rain, just get warm, get some warm food, reassess what you're gonna do for the rest of the day, you know, dry off, maybe change your socks. That's a good time to take lunch. I notice a lot of people, especially those with kids, trying to stay on a regular schedule. If you can bring little snacks with you to tie you over until that downpour, that's that's the good time to take a lunch. Now, I know a lot of people like to book their reservations in advance, and how are you going to book it if you don't know when it's going to rain? True. I just got on the app real quick and saw what was available, and that's what I took. And it was great. It was a great break in the day. And while you're dining, make sure to ask your server or other cast members if there's going to be parade or if there's going to be a rainy day parade. They had to delay the regular parade and because it just hadn't stopped raining, they decided to do the rainy day parade, which was actually so cute. I actually even like that 
better for the most part because the characters are are out in their little rain gear. They got their little raincoats and umbrellas and they're just being all cute and they come up and, and mingle with you more and they have this really cute rainy day song and... That was a real treat. I'd never seen that before. Uh, if you ever get the chance to see it, it's not even that long of a parade. It's just a really cute thing. Don't miss it. And and in general, there are really cute things at Magic Kingdom. You know, there's lots of kids around, and kids can be adorable. I was in PhilharMagic, and this little kid was just having this great moment where they, they're they learning about 3D, and uh, she said, Mommy, why can't I grab it? Why can't I grab it? It's it's because it's 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 not real, honey. But, it, I mean, that's just cute. In general, it's really fun. It's really cute to watch these families interacting and and especially the little ones enjoying the park for the first time. That's a magical experience that is fun to watch. However, if you don't want to deal with those crowds and all those families and all those kids, especially the ones having the meltdowns in the middle of the day, um, head out to the buses early. I know this is probably not the best tip because you, you do want to see that projection show at the end of the night. You do want to watch the fireworks. Uh, but if you have seen them, there's no shame in sneaking out just a little bit early to get to the buses before they get packed like a can of sardines and get very hot. It gets very hot with all those people on there. I left a little early, and yes, I was able to watch the fireworks from the bus stop And then I got to enjoy the cool air conditioning with nobody bumping up against me on the bus. For my final day of my August vacation, I went to Epcot again. Now this time, I went specifically just to watch the shows. I'm a show person. What can I say? I wanted to watch all the shows, and they are great. The trick, though, is that you have to grab a times guide as you're walking into the park. I was always uh, silly and thought, oh, I'll just grab a map and, and that's all I need, or I'll just use my app. And yeah, the, the app probably does have that information, but it can be hard to navigate on your phone in the middle of the day. A times guide is so much easier to just flip back and forth and see what's what's performing around the um, World Showcase. I was able to catch Coco uh, by the Mariachi Cobra. They were so good. I mean, really so good. They were talented. They had great uh, color in their costumes. There was uh, a great element of storytelling. They had a puppeteer to bring out Miguel at the end. The music was wonderful. The singing was wonderful. And people were just kind of walking by, just like, oh, that's nice. I'm like, well, why are you all not stopping? This is a really good show. Also, I met the Celine Dion of Yodeling, Margaret Almer, of the Bavarian band. She, that woman can yodel. She can yodel like nobody's business. She is the best yodeler in the world. I didn't stay for the whole thing, but she was very good. Also, Guardians of the Galaxy, awesome mix live. Yes, it was like being at a rock concert. I was shocked. You know, sometimes in these shows, they have a soundtrack that the people sing to. No, this these were live musicians, and they were dressed up as aliens. 
that's how I want all my musicians to dress from now on. Every concert I go to, they better be dressed like aliens. That's the standard now. And four words that I never thought I would say together. French-Canadian bluegrass band. That's a real thing. They're called the Blueberry Grass Band, and they are great performers. They play really well, and especially their violinist is a big-time showman. He's just really into it. The The singer was wonderful. Really, all the musicians were just top-notch. It was, it was a great day for having mini concerts around Epcot. It really was. That is a great way to spend Ep- Epcot if you have an extra day, just taking in all the performances. It can be true because you're walking back and forth and back and forth to catch them all. But if you do want a break from the rides, maybe Epcot shows will be your thing. Certainly was my thing. And it was a great way to end my vacation. And speaking of endings, yes, we now have to say goodbye. Because that it was the end. That's, that's it. That's the, That was the end of my August vacation. Those were all the highlights, the things I loved, many things I loved. Some things that could have been slightly better. You know, again, why did Mr. Potato Head drop his ear on the floor? I don't know why no one helped him. I don't know. Where was Mrs. Potato Head? Was she unavailable? Could she not help her husband get his ear back into his head? I don't know. We'll never know. I'll never know. Maybe I'll find out on my next trip, which I would gladly have you join me on. It has been a wonderful time reliving my August experience, especially on these cold winter days. I hope you enjoyed it too. If you want to find out more about Beyond the Mouse, you can find us on Facebook. Brett and Craig are my co-hosts. They always have great insight on all the podcasts we do. I'm sure Brett's going to go on some more trips. I bet Craig won't. But hey, you know, lots of good content coming your way. You can find us on MP illinois.org under community voices you can also find us on the front row network website frnpod.com but until next time it's been a good one i'm vanessa from beyond the mouse and we'll see you real soon in the front row